everyone, and welcome to a Champions League edition of the Bavarian Podcast Works Post Game Show. This is I Need No Name, and I am going to be reviewing Bayern Munich's 3-0 win over FC Barcelona tonight at the Camp No. Just for full disclosure, this is going to be a proper positive vibes podcast because honestly, I do not think I can criticize the team after the performance we've just seen. I was the guy who did the post-match observations piece on our blog for the first leg at the Allianz Arena and I was quite disappointed by what I saw. In my opinion, we did not deserve to win that game. Barcelona had better chances and if Lewandowski had converted or if some of the other players had managed to convert their chances, we would not have won that game. In comparison, in this game, I genuinely don't think Barcelona had any good chances to speak of. There was that penalty shout, which Anthony Taylor did give, but... You know, Dilict, it turned out, had finessed Robert Lewandowski quite well and it wasn't actually a penalty. So, hmm, let's talk about this game, okay? So, first of all, you had Bayern's lineup. The lineup was pretty much as we expected. Thomas Muller wasn't in, but otherwise you had Chuba Moting up top, Jamal Muziala behind him, Serge Gnabry and Sadio Mane on the wings, Joshua Kimmich and... Leon Goretzka in midfield with Alfonso Davies, Matthias Delict, Diato Mavacano, Nusser Mastrawi at defense, and you finally had Sven Ulreich in goal. So, what I, I mean, really, there is nothing to say about Bayern's lineup. It's just a standard 4 2 3 1. But the thing is, Barcelona, they did a really weird thing today. They lined up in what I can only describe as like what, a 3-5-2 or a 4-4-2? It was something weird because they had Jules Conde, Hector Bellerin, and Marcus Alonso as what looked like, I don't know, centre-backs? And then you had Alejandro Balde as like a left wing-back. You had Lewandowski and Dembele up top. But then you had a bunch of midfielders. You had Pedri, you had Busquets, you had Kessi. I, I, I don't know what the intention was from Xavi to play a formation like this because I, I it didn't work, really. Like, I, I, I don't know what the intention was. I don't know what the idea was. But right out of the gate, Bayern Munich looked like they would be, you know, stamping their authority on this game. And within 10 minutes, we had our first goal. Serge Gnabry made an incredible pass to Sadio Mane, who was just onside, just barely onside which for Mane, we know how often he is on the other side of that. So it was good to see him on side. And he got past Barca's defenders and he slotted it past Stegen for the first goal. Far cry from how we spent the, pretty much the first half at the Allianz Arena completely pinned back in our own half and unable to do almost anything. Then game continued. I think Barca grew into the game as it went on and we started making more mistakes. We became a little bit more lax after the goal. And I would say even despite that, Barcelona could not make any clear-cut chances. Then you had second goal again. Serge Gnabry, great pass all the way over to Chupa Moting, who slotted the pass to Sagan again. Striker's goal, great, great technique by Chupo. And this guy, he is so good right now. He is, he outshone Lewandowski, which is not an easy thing to do. Though maybe it is a little bit easier in big games. Um, well, we, we will have to talk about that as we go along. And then there is... What? We went into halftime 
and there was nothing controversial in the first half whatsoever. If you are a Bayern fan, if you are a Barcelona fan, you will swear up and down that Matthias Delict committed a foul on Robert Lewandowski inside the box, which should have been a penalty, but VAR ruled it out. And honestly, I'm surprised that Anthony Taylor actually chose to go to the monitor and rule it out because with my experience with English referees, I thought he was going to give the penalty anyway, just just out of sheer pig-headedness or whatever. So I'm glad he did not because that was a great tackle by Matthias Delict. And I don't blame Lewandowski for going down like some people have because I don't think he could have known that Delict actually got the ball. And he did catch Lewandowski on the knee while he was getting the ball. So Lewandowski was fair in going down and it was not a penalty either. So it wasn't a type, it wasn't a penalty. Then in the second half, second half, both teams a little bit more, how should I say... A little less energetic. I think Barcelona, they seemed a lot more deflated today compared to their game at the Anian simply because they did know that they are going down to the Europa League and it's hard to keep motivated, especially in front of all 90,000 of your fans who sounded like they were at a funeral. You could not hear the Camp Nou fans at all. You could hear the Bayern Munich fans who were all the way up at the top section with behind um, a big sound barrier. Even then, you could hear them on the stream. So... Bayern Munich fans showed up in force with Barcelona fans. They had nothing to cheer for today because Barcelona, although they had Bayern reading in a few moments, they did not manage to get any real chances. And then right at the end of the first, I mean, sorry, the second half, you had pretty much the final kick of the game. A corner came in from Joseba Kimmich. It went to Gnabry. Gnabry mishit it with a shot. It fell to Pavard, who was completely unmarked, and he slotted it home. And that was pretty much the game. Bayern Munich won 3-0. This is our fourth consecutive, what? No, actually, this is Nagelsmann's fourth consecutive win over FC Barcelona and third consecutive win over Xavi. We have not conceded a goal to Barcelona in four games, and Robert Lewandowski did not score against us after two, almost two full 90 minutes. So, yeah, that, I, I, I really don't have any complaints about this one. Let's, let's review the tactics a little bit because it is interesting how Nagelsmann set us up. First of all, no Thomas Muller. I don't mind that. I think Thomas Muller can use the rest, can use the time to get nice and rested and, you know, just get a hang over his body, especially with the World Cup coming up and with COVID going on. Chupamoting, great as usual. I, 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 I don't know what to say about him. He has been so, so good just slotting away these chances that he gets every game and also making good passes. There was one particular pass in the second half that I want to highlight. I wish I had taken down which minute it happened at because you could go back and check because he passed it like a line-breaking pass straight to Davies that was just so perfectly weighted and perfectly timed and you could just see the vision on display from Chupa Moting and I am I just I just love that pass in particular and that summed up Chupa Moting's game I think that was very well executed. That is Chupamoting's game at the moment. Everything that he does is well executed. Nothing flashy, nothing incredible, nothing crazy. Just good finishes, good passes. That's it. Jamal Muziala, quite game from him, honestly. Like, he got subbed off late in the second half for Ryan Gravenberg, and I think it was a good sub because Muziala did not have much impact today. He, I wish, I, I, I don't know, I think he's suffering from the after effects of not playing for a little while and also having COVID for a bit. Because he has not looked sharp in these last two games. He got a goal in the last game versus Hoffenheim. But that was a goal from a corner. And otherwise, he did not look sharp there. And today, again, he looked very much out of it and not able to get on the ball. I think he looked more lively once Thomas Muller came on and was occupying that middle space. Allowing 
Musiala to go out a little bit out further out wide. But even so, a little bit I'm not great for Musiala really. Maybe he should sit out another game this coming weekend and you know get some stamina back so that he can get back to his best. Then you have Serge Gnabry. Gnabry had a weird game. Three assists in total, officially. And he tried some outrageous passes today. Like, I don't know what was up with him. Today, he seemed to be finding everyone or almost finding everyone on the pitch. He seemed to have, like, better vision than he usually seems to have. But other than that, I think Gnabry was actually quite mediocre. He did not manage to really get past his defender, Alejandro Balde, on his side of the pitch. Had Gnabry more or less locked down and Gnabry could not really get past him any way, even despite Masrawi giving Gnabry plenty of support on that flank. Then you have Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane, good performance. I think that this should silence the haters for at least a little bit because Sadio today, he showed what he's good at. He showed his work rate, his intelligence, and his knack for finishing. All three of those are on display. And look, we can only take these things a game at a time. You remember how Sané was when he came first at Bayern Munich. He did not really fit in at first, but then... He started really hot, but then he did not fit in, but then he got better and worse and etc, etc. Mane might go through that a little bit faster because he is more experienced than Sané. But let's believe in this guy because he has shown at Liverpool what he can do and he is still scoring regularly for Bayern. So why not just give him some time, give him some patience and Nagelsmann seems to appreciate what he does. And you can see why. He is great off the ball. His movements are great and he complements the system. That's all you can ask for from an attacking player like Sadio Mane. In midfield, we struggled, honestly. I think Joshua Kimmich was decent, even though he had to come up against so many of Barca's midfielders. Dijon, Pedri, Kessie, all these guys were always on him, but Kimmich stood firm. Goretzka was a little bit of a worry. In fact, this is something that we saw today a lot. A lot of unintentional fouling from the Bayern Munich players, and some of it was down to Anthony Taylor just buying the flops from the Barcelona players, which you wouldn't expect an English referee to do. But honestly, there is nothing that you should expect from English referees at this point because they are the worst officials ever to be allowed to referee European games. And it's obviously a travesty that we keep getting these English referees in our games against Spanish opposition who love to dive. Anyway, I'm going off topic. The thing is that we had a lot of fouls committed and Upamecano also got booked for a foul that I don't really think was a foul, honestly, early in the first half. Masrawi got booked. Dilik did not get booked, thankfully. But these red, I'm sorry, these yellow cards could play a role in the round of 16 or later if we keep on accumulating them. I hope that does not become a factor in our UCL elimination this year and I hope that we keep these cards under control and these inadvertent fouls. Today, it just got a little bit too much. Too many fouls, too many unintentional things. And Goretzka was at the center of it, which is why I am glad that Nagelsmann subbed him off at halftime for Sabitzer. Now, what about the defense? Alfonso Davies, honestly, I think he had as good a game as he usually does against Barca. Now that Davies has his fifth consecutive win over FC Barcelona, and he's won 8-2, 3-0, 3-0, 2-0, 3-0. Just imagine that at like what 21 years of age you've faced Barcelona five times and you've won that many times. I mean there are Madrid players who would dream of that kind of record against Barcelona in just two three years of your career. So Davies I think he did really well. I think there were moments where Dembele did manage to get past him but even so Davies mostly stood firm and whatever Davies couldn't handle Delict was right behind him to handle it for him. Delict so good. 
this is the guy that we bought from Juventus. This is why we spent 76 million. He finessed Lewandowski on that final foul that could have been a penalty that probably wasn't a penalty. And I'm thankful that Anthony Taylor didn't give it as such. He had Lewandowski in his pocket. And I think Barcelona should activate another lever and send Delict an extra 5 million because Delict deserves it. Otherwise, he won't give Lewandowski back. In fact, I'm surprised that Lewandowski even got out of Lucas's pocket to show up today. But then again, can we really say that Lewandowski showed up? He did not even have a proper shot. Upamakano, great performance. If you're the sort of person that only looks at post-match stats, then you will see on most rating sites, Upamakano gets a low rating because of his yellow card and the fact that he did not have any last-man tackles or stuff like that. But he was great, okay? Don't believe those rating sites. They are garbage. His positioning was excellent, okay? His positional awareness, his 1v1 defending, those aspects of his game are so developed right now that they are invaluable for keeping Bayern Munich in. Our defensive style is very risky, okay? We rely a lot on our centre-backs to defend against 1v1 situations and make sure that they win those situations as often as possible so that our goalkeeper isn't tested. Upamecano and Delict as well, they both excel at that. And I have to give my credits to Brazo for identifying these types of players and finding them and buying them as a complement to the system and... I have to give my credit to the players for being able to execute these tactics, which are very difficult on centre-backs. I should point out this kind of play, the kind of defending that we do, is extremely rough on centre-backs, on their concentration, on the amount of work they have to do because they have to progress the ball as well. They have to be passing, they have to be aware at all times defensively, and they are expected to be everywhere on the pitch, making interceptions, knowing when to go out, go in. It's a very demanding intelligence-based role, and Upamecano and Dilek both are excelling in this. Masrawi, Masrawi started very erratically in the game. I think he was kind of coming in after a little bit of a hiatus. He wasn't really into it that much, but even so, eventually he got back into the groove of things, and he made an excellent last-minute effort to stop a Barcelona counter. Again, this is one of those things that we talk about. Our defending is based on these last-minute efforts, these last-ditch 1v1 situations where our defenders manage to just nick it off the toes of an opposition player and prevent the goalkeeper from being tested. Which they did do because Sven Ulreich, he might as well have been in the stands today. He did not have anything to do. It was an, like, it was just a good performance from Boss. Sorry, from Bayern Munich. I'm, I'm just confusing things now. It was a good performance from Bayern Munich and I have to give my compliments to the coach and to the team for the way they executed these tactics. After what I saw at the Allianz Arena um, about a month ago, I was very despondent with what the team had done, but they have tried to pull together and without some of our best players in Leroy Sané and Thomas Muller and Lucas Hernandez, we still managed a very solid 3-0 win at the camp now, and we deserve this 100%. Barcelona did not even have a proper chance. One criticism I should just mention because we are talking um, about the game and we should also look at things critically. I don't like the way that we constantly lose the ball when we're in possession and trying to make vertical passes. I think that when we're controlling the game, I wish we'd do it more like a Pep Guardiola team does where they just pass the ball around and keep possession, do a little bit of tiki-taka and just tire the opposition now, just suffocate them through possession. I wish we would do that kind of style of football. It's not fun to watch, but it's a little bit less risky than the kind of defending where we have 
constant vertical passing they need to get give giveaways that cause our defense to be exposed to constant situations where they just have to make that last ditch tackle or 1v1 effort and i get it look our defense our defenders are very good at those 1v1 situations it's their strength but wouldn't it be better if we just kept control either way if we just kept the ball away and just like just made barcelona chase us around for an i don't know 20 30 minutes that that couldn't hurt right especially once you're 2-0 up i can get constant vertical passing when you're like chasing a goal when you're 1-0 down 2-0 down but there is no point in doing that when you're 2-0 up that's just the kind of thing that leads to those comebacks like Dortmund did against us and I hope that Nagelsmann tries to implement that going forward that is pretty much my only criticism otherwise again kudos to the team good work here very good effort topping this group of death which does not feel much like a group of death and that's pretty much all I have to say today. So thank you for listening. Again, you can find us on pretty much any podcasting platform. I would recommend using Spotify so that you get some money into Barcelona's pockets. They really do need it after going to the Europa League this season. Otherwise, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anything else. We are on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks. Follow us there. Check out our match observations and match awards on our blog. And we will see you next time, which will probably be a preview of the Mainz game. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening and good night.